You're listening to the Church of Life and Praise podcast. If you'd like more information about our ministry, please visit us at churchoflifeandpraise.com or check us out on Facebook. Our prayer is that you would come to know Jesus in a deeper way. Now, enjoy the message. Hello, everybody. Okay. Um, So, I have the honor of um, delivering our third message on our theme, which is what? Of his anointing, exactly. Great. So, you have been listening at least for the last two weeks. Good job. Or you can just read. That might be it, too. So, um, (laughs) uh, if you noticed that I wasn't here at the beginning of service, kind of during the meet and greet portion, um, that is because uh, the last couple weeks have been crazy busy for me. And so I was finishing writing down all my final little notes, making sure I had my message fully prepared for today. So I figured I probably should take the time to do that and I can you know, <clears throat> sacrifice a little bit of the get to know you since I know all of you. So, um, but as we were, as we were worshiping today, um, I had multiple people come up and pray for me. Um, just, just cause they felt led to, um, pray that just that, you know, that I would deliver the word of God today. Um, and the scripture that popped into my mind, um, after like the third person came and prayed over me, um, the scripture that popped in my mind was um, from Proverbs. I don't remember the, I think it's 2131. Um, you can prepare the horse for the battle, but the victory is won by the Lord. So I just, I felt God impress that scripture on my heart and just say, Alec, you've prepared your horse for battle. You have, you've done the work, you've done the research, you've taken the time to prepare but the victory is through me. So I'm going to pray, and I would love if you could join me and just pray that um, one final time that um, everything that I, that I speak today would be truly the words from God. And, you know, all of this is good, but the most important thing is that it comes from him. So I want to make sure that I am delivering nothing but the word of God. <clears throat> so... If you all would love to bow your head with me, I'm just going to pray. Oftentimes, God, we pray, we invite you into what we're doing in the moment, but I want to flip the script and I want to say, God, I am the vessel. You are the one at the wheel. I'm not inviting you into anything. I'm stepping into what you've already prepared, God. You are the one <clears throat> that is at the head of this message. <clears throat> so I, I ask God that you would fill my, fill my mind with your thoughts. Sync my heartbeat up with your heartbeat. Sync all of our heartbeats up with your heartbeat, God. I pray that this message would cut deep, that it would inspire, um, <clears throat> that it would bring deeper revelation, and that 
Uh, they would not see me, but they would see you, God. <clears throat> Through everything that I have prepared today, I pray that they would see you. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so for the last two weeks, we have been discussing carriers of his anointing. We had an amazing message, uh, amazing impartation message from Pastor, and then we had a wonderful message from Caleb last week, uh, and I'm, I am following them up this week. Um, bef- but before I dive into what I've prepared, um, I wanted to see just how many of you are, were listening the last two weeks. And uh, if you, this is an open book test, so if you have notes, you can pull them out. Those of you that don't have notes, well, hopefully your memory is better than mine. <clears throat> can anybody tell me one of the scriptures that Pastor used other than the theme scripture during his message? Other than you, Pastor. Michael. That's not cheating. I said it was open book. Perfect. Good job. Let's give Michael a hand. Yes, indeed. Uh, Can anybody tell me one of the definitions that Caleb used to describe what a carrier is? I'm looking for as close to the, the correct wording as possible. Deanna. That's okay. Anybody? That was an anointing. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. I'll I'll give you the freebie this time. Um, So he used two definitions. He found two definitions for um, a, a carrier. A carrier is A, a person or thing who carries, holds, or conveys something. And then secondly, a person or company that undertakes the professional conveyance of goods or people. So those are the two definitions that he found for carrier. <coughs> well, I guess a couple of you were taking notes. Hopefully, hopefully when you go home and you, you know, study it out, you remember a little bit more than you remembered today. And, you know, uh, for those of you that can't remember everything. We do have recordings of all of our messages on Spotify and Apple Music and anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's how I found it because I wasn't here the last two weeks because I was sick um, and traveling. So anyways, I want to just recap. I'm going to use one sentence to kind of synopsize both messages just so that we have a little bit of context before we go into what I prepared. So kind of... uh, Wrapping pastor's message up into one sentence. Just as the apostles before us were anointed by God with the Holy Spirit in the upper room and sent forth to save all the nations, we too have been anointed with authority and power and given the mandate to effect change in our community. That's what pastor spoke on. And then Caleb spoke on this. Despite the darkness we have all allowed into our hearts, both in the past and in the present, God has still graciously chosen us as his people and called us to carry him with us everywhere we go. So there's a little bit of a reminder for those of you that maybe it was a little fuzzy. So today, 
I would like to invite you to join me on an archaeological... Um, <clears throat> oh, oh, hold on, sorry. I want to use the right word. An archaeological expedition. Okay? So, uh, we are going to gather tools... And then we're going to take a deep dive into the chapter that our theme scripture comes from. And we're going to uncover some buried treasure that is within 1 John 2. So if you all want to grab your archaeological hats, you know, throw that on. Get ready for... Uh, you didn't bring your, your archaeological hats? You didn't, you didn't bring your expedition gear? Wow. Well, I guess I'll put this down over here so I don't make you guys feel self-conscious, but next time be prepared. I mean, come on. We're going to go on a dig. You got to have your hat. If you don't look like Indiana Jones, then you're not doing your job right. Anyways, there are three layers to this passage that I want to, uh, would like to reveal to you, if you will. Uh, first, we're going to start with the truth, and then we're going to, which will lead us to the anointing, and finally, we will come to the promise. But before we embark, before you embark on any good expedition, you need to secure a map. We can't go anywhere, we don't know, we're not going to know where the pitfalls are, where the jungle is the path that we're going to need to take unless we have a bird's eye view. So who can guess what our map is this week? The Bible. Good job. And by the way, I come from uh, children and youth ministry. So if I'm asking you a lot of questions, it's because that's what we do to keep them awake and make sure that they're paying attention. So I'm going to ask you a lot of questions throughout my message. So just to make sure that you're no. I, I deal with people that are on the younger side and even they sometimes are having a hard time focusing. So I just want to make sure that none of you are falling into a little bit of a nap. <clears throat> okay, so I would love if everybody could turn to 1 John 2. I'm going to read it. And I'm going to be reading it from the NIV. Um, because that is the version that our uh, theme scripture comes from. That is the translation. And we're going to start at 18. 1 John 2, 18. This is going to give us a bird's eye view. I'm going to read the whole thing just so that we all have the context for it. And then <clears throat> I'm going to dive into the, the different layers in this certain section of, of passage. So 1 John 2, 18, from the NIV. <clears throat> Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But they're going... Their going showed that none of them belonged to us. And here's the theme scripture. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. 
I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist. Such a person who denies that Jesus is the Christ is an Antichrist. Such a person, oh, sorry, yes. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. Sorry, I I messed that up. Um, No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledged the Son has the Father also. As for you, see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, eternal life. I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. And I'm going to stop there. Okay, great. So we have our map. We've got a, we've got a bird's eye glimpse of what we're stepping into. Can anybody tell me where the map mentions truth? What, what specific uh, verse, verses does the map mention truth? 20 and 21, exactly, and it also mentions it in 27. Hold on, let me get there. So it mentions it in 21 and 22 and in 27. So we've got our map. And now, in order to point us in the right direction, we've got a map, but if you don't know which direction is north, then a map is useless. So you need something to show you the right direction. And you need something to get us, get our bearings straight, to point us in the right direction. You need a compass. And so in this case, if we read how the scripture describes truth, it becomes clear that our compass is truth. And the scripture, it says, I'm going to switch over to the NLT because I, th- I like the way it, it says it in this one. <clears throat> so I am writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between truth and lies. <clears throat> But you have received the Holy Spirit. This is 27. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. So in this world, there are lies, and there is truth. There are lies, and there is the truth. And when I say truth, I'm talking about God's truth, the unshakable, unchanging truth. The world likes to sell this cleverly disguised lie that we can create truth, that we can have a personal truth, and my truth might be different than your truth. 
And that's simply not the case. Because then things become arbitrary. They become confusing. And I might be functioning from a truth that's different than yours. And so I might do things and I might believe fully and wholeheartedly that I am doing, that I'm acting upon my truth. And you may be acting upon your truth and we may be doing completely different things and now we're not able to be unified. I'm not able to come to you and say, I think you're doing something wrong. I'm not able to come to you with love and, and attempt to steer you on the right path because we aren't, we don't, we're not even functioning on the same map. We don't even have the same compass. My compass is pointing north, yours is pointing south. So we're going in completely def different directions. There is no opportunity for us to unify and be stronger together. So this lie that the world tries to sell us that we can have our own truth, it's cleverly disguised. You see, the, you see, the devil has been doing this for way longer than any of us have been alive. He knows how to disguise lies as truths. He's a master of perverting scripture. He did this very thing when he was tempting the Lord when he was in his, um, when he was dur during his 40 days of fasting. The, the devil attempted to use scripture and pervert it so that it seemed like a half truth, but in fact, it was just a deception. And so the devil is doing this exact same thing because us humans are like sheep. We're kind of dumb. We don't really figure things out that well. And so he uses the same tricks over and over and over and over and over again, and it gets us every time. So I'm here to say that there is one truth. There is only one truth, and that is what God says. The word of God is truth. And so we have to use that as our compass to direct us, to get us on the right track. So, truth is our compass. And so there is, there is one specific truth that John is speaking about in this passage. What is the truth that he is speaking to us about? You can just shout it out. Jesus is the Christ. And see how it says, the Christ. And that's, that is kind of a hint to us that Christ is a title, not a name. <clears throat> It's a descriptor. And so, <laughs> can anybody tell me what Christ means? Anointed one. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, great. I'm glad that you're not like me when I was a little kid and you just thought it was his last name. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's his last name, obviously. Exactly. So, Christ comes from the Greek word Christos, which means the anointed one. The anointed one. Now, isn't it funny how our uh, theme scripture, our, our theme for this year is carriers of his anointed, anointing. And the truth that this passage is speaking about is the fact that Jesus is the anointed one. 
I find that hard to believe that it's just a coincidence. In the same way that we have been anointed by God, the truth that John, that God revealed to John that it is crucial for us to believe, that it is crucial for us to maintain within ourselves, is the truth that Jesus is the ultimate carrier of his anointing. He is the anointed one. He hasn't simply been anointed by God, but he is the anointed one. So the next question is, probably on your mind, is, okay, so what is so important about being anointed? Obviously, there is is a highlight on anointed. It's underlined, it's italicized, it's bold, it's it's it is important. This is this is the important point of this passage. We're talking about all kinds of anointing. We're anointed. Jesus is anointed. So why is it so important? Well, in order to figure out why the anointing is so important, we have to, we have to first find out what it is. What is the anointing? Can anybody tell me what the anointing is? Uh, so I'm going to go with Kevin, what Kevin said, the Holy Spirit. The anointing can be specifically an impartation of a specific uh, calling or like, like when uh, Elijah passes anointing on to Elijah. But in a more broad term, the anointing is the Holy Spirit. If we remember back to pastor's message two weeks ago, that is, that is what the anointing is. And if we look at different translations, of that passage, it actually replaces the anointing. Uh, you have been anointed with the Holy One has given you his Holy Spirit. As it says in the NLT, but you are not like that for the Holy One has given you his spirit. So it's, it's an interchangeable word. Um, <clears throat> so the anointing is the spirit of God. <clears throat> So as carriers of his anointing, we have been filled with his spirit. As, the, uh, as, our, as our theme kind of cover screen shows, we've, we've got our backpack full of anointing and we're, we're carrying that with us everywhere we go. <clears throat> so what does that mean? I mean, like, practically... What benefit is there to being filled with the Spirit? Well, I think, I think there is a lot, there's countless, countless, an endless list of benefits that we can name to carrying the Spirit of God. But there is, <clears throat> and if you want to f- discover all those benefits, just, you know, hop into other parts of our map here, because it's all throughout. There are endless benefits to, the whole, to being filled with his spirit. But for today, I want to focus on the benefit that is most related to our passage. The spirit of God is the perfect tool for discerning truth from lies. 
You can see that right here in the, in the scripture. <clears throat> if we go to 1 John 2.20. But you are not like that, for the Holy One has given you his spirit, and all of you know the truth. And then if you skip down to uh, 27, but you have received the Holy Spirit, or the anointing, and he lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what, what is truth. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. And now just to clarify, this scripture is not saying that you shouldn't have pastors and you shouldn't have teachers and mentors in your life. That's not what it's talking about. It's saying you shouldn't need anybody else to tell you what truth is. Because if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, if you are anointed, if you are a carrier of his anointing, then you will already know because the Spirit will tell you. So it's not saying that you don't need teachers in your life. It's saying you should just know what, you should be able to recognize what truth is and what lies are. <clears throat> so the spirit, the anointing, is like the world's most perfect metal detector, as we can see up here. It, 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 it can... It can sniff out the fake stuff, the stuff that might look like metal, that might look like it's valuable, but in fact is a, f a forgery, is a fraud. It can sniff that out without a second thought. And it's going to ding at you. It's going to be loud. It's going to be, it is going to be um, <clears throat> urgent when you hear the truth. When someone speaks the truth and you hear it, the Holy Spirit is going to be like a lie detector. It's going to ding at you. It's going to get louder and louder. The closer you get to truth, the louder it's going to get. The more obvious it's going to get. Because the truth is our compass. We need truths. We need the truths of God in our life to be able to navigate the world. So once again, this is a crucial tool for us to, to understand. The Spirit is not something you can choose to live with or live without. It, without. It's not something you can just, ah, I'll use it today, but tomorrow, I don't think I need it on that expedition. You know, no, no, no. It is one of the most important, if not the most important tools you will have in your tool belt to navigate life. Without this one-two punch of truth and the anointing in your life, we will be utterly lost, unable to discover the promises that God has for us. So these two tools are crucial. They are unimaginably important to have in your life. And it's kind of, uh, they, they go hand in hand. One reveals the other and vice versa. Truth enables you to be filled with the Spirit, and then the Spirit then reveals more truth. It's like this, this upward cycle instead of a downward cycle. The more truth you have, the more, the more anointed you will be, and the more anointed you will be, the more truth you'll be able to discover. Just a perpetual growth. <clears throat> and so that brings us to our final layer of this scripture, and that is... 
the promise. So far, we've used our map to plot our course. We've used our compass to point us in the right direction, to get our bearings correct so that we're following our map correctly. And we've used our metal detector to find the exact point where the treasure lies and to pass right by the, the junk. We didn't even stop. We didn't even just stop to think. We didn't even stop to hear a single word. We just passed right by. We were laser focused. <clears throat> we have discovered the truth that Jesus is the anointed one, the son of God. We have received the anointing ourselves and been given the ability to continue to discover truth in our everyday life. So we are now able to uncover the promise. Which is 1 John 2, 24 through 25. So you must remain faithful to what you have been taught from the beginning. If you do, if you do, you will remain in fellowship with the Son and with the Father. And in this fellowship you will enjoy the eternal life he has promised you. That is our promise. That is our buried treasure. If we do these things, if we continue to allow the anointing to guide us to deeper and deeper levels of truth, then we will have the eternal life that God has promised us. That is what we have, looked to, we have to look forward to. That is our treasure, eternal life. So, we've gathered our tools. We've got our map. We've got our compass. We have our metal detector. And we have found the treasure. Congratulations! Woo! That was the easy part. Because we were in charge of ourselves. We could discover it at our own pace. And we were in partnership with God. Now the hard part comes of being a guide. Because your job doesn't end once you find the treasure. Because if we don't raise up another generation of archaeologists, of truth seekers, of Christians, then the treasure will just get lost again. It'll just get covered over by the sands that are ever-shifting and ever-changing. And when new, li- new lies will pop up and the young ones won't, they won't know what to do because they won't have been trained. They, won't have, they don't have these tools. You don't start out with these tools. You gain these tools through experience and training and hardship and victory. <clears throat> so it's up to us those of us that have discovered the truth that have been that have received the anointing and then have uncovered the promises it's up to us to then become guides to those that haven't discovered that yet that haven't attained that level yet that just have their compass but haven't been anointed that just found the map and have no idea what it, how to even read the map 
It's our job to guide them. So if you're at a point in your life where you haven't discovered the fullness of the promise, you haven't uncovered the fullness of the treasure, then keep, keep searching. Use those tools. Use our map to keep, to keep digging because it's there. Everybody, every one of us has a promise in our life, have promises in our life from God that are uncovered. One of them is eternal life, but there's other promises too. And that's what's going to keep you going. The treasure at the end of the race is what's going to keep you going today. So first you have to uncover that promise that's in your life, the promises in your life. You have to uncover those first. So if you haven't uncovered those yet, keep pursuing that, keep chasing that. If you have discovered them, at least some of them, then now it's your job to ask God, who, who is my disciple? Who is my disciple? Who is the one that I'm supposed to take under my wing and show them these tools so they don't have to discover them the same way I did? They don't have to take the long route to discover them. <clears throat> this is a team effort. This isn't a one-man show. So we've got to partner with each other. <clears throat> this, is, this is life and death. This isn't something to play with. I know we were having fun with the archaeologists and <clears throat> the treasure map and, you know, the <clears throat> all the imagery and stuff, but I'm just going to take a serious moment right here and just let you guys know this, this is life and death. This is, this is more than life and death. Because this isn't a game. I'm going to talk straight to you guys because I know you can take it. This isn't a game. And we like to play it like a game, but it's not. It's serious. It's real. It's important, just, just as God shared through, through Tim, it's important for this to be an everyday thing. And I'm not saying this because I'm, I've, I've got it together or I figured it out all the way. I have my struggles, I have my hard times, and I don't pray every day, necessarily. I don't talk to God every day, every single day. So I'm right here with you. This is a message to me as well. But we've got to tackle this as if Every single person in our life is going to die if we don't do everything we can. Because that's the reality of what it is. That's, that's the reality of it. So, <clears throat> I'm going to say what my dad always says to us. You just got to do it. Like there's no, <laughs> you just got to do it. And I'm saying that to myself as well. You just got to do it. You can't, you can't make any excuses. You can't try to come up with something to get yourself out of it. There's no getting out of this. 
this this earthly realm is very binary. We like to we like to think that there is a gray area and there's lots of in-betweens. But when you break it down, it's very yes or no. You're either serving God or you're serving the devil. There's no in-between. You can't serve yourself. By serving yourself, you're serving the devil. So it's very binary. And so you just got to do it. If there's no in-between, then you just got to do it. Every decision has to be a yes. Has to be a yes. <laughs> All I can think of is Yoda saying, do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> there is no try. You either do or you do not. So, that's what I've got. <laughs> It took a kind of a serious turn there, but this is a serious matter. So I pray that these, these two tr- tools, I tried to say truth and tools at the same time. I pray that these tools, these truths, help you to just do it. Because that's what we've got to do every day. Amen. I'm done.